1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: An Erio's original.
1: Welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel, and today we have very special guests, Michelle and Ashley, from the That's So Fucked Up podcast. Do you guys say the fucked up part, or what do you say?
2: Interestingly, we recently went through a rebrand. Our name was first That's So Fucked Up, and then I was trying to do Facebook and Instagram marketing, and they were like, "Um, you can't cuss. And I was like, okay, well, what if I put an asterisk? And they were like, "That's, um, that's profite. That's implied profanity and no. So I actually changed the name of the podcast to TSFU. But um, now I just released a spinoff called That's So Fucked Up Presents. And, (laughs) you know, I think That's So Fucked Up is just a lot more eye-catching than TSFU. And Mark Zuckerberg and his weird lizard ass can suck it, you know? Could
1: go fuck themselves. Yeah. I remember I did I was I were I was an editor at a website once and when we would run articles that had like I think it was like even the word vagina in the title, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to advertise them on Facebook or Instagram. We wouldn't wow. be able to run marketing for them or promote them. They're so strict. It's
2: so weird. Yeah, people are like burning kittens to death and there's like porn in yeah. there. I swear to God. Yeah. And and like, you know all of the
3: series of covid's not real uh yeah, they don't all, care about all of that. like that craziness like that's, that's fine. fine we'll just yeah.
1: that's like, fine how dare you say vagina <laughs> yeah. um tell cuz you guys have a similar podcast to us i love i love your podcast tell us about like what it is your episodes what you guys do
2: yeah um well tsfu or that's so fucked up i'm so I'm so confused now myself. I'm like, what the fuck is the name of this show? Yeah. Um, it's been my baby for a couple years. Uh oh. I did have a former co host, but she was also a film director, and she's doing awesome stuff in the film world now. Oh cool. And it's pretty funny because it's a little bit of a Cinderella story with Michelle and I. I ended up moving to Denver. I was from California. Originally, but my ex-co-host and I never met. So I moved to Denver.
1: That's insane.
2: I know, right? We we co-hosted together for two years.
1: How did you find each other in the first place if you'd
2: never met before? Craigslist. Isn't that wild? So perfect. Isn't that wild?
1: Oh, my God. And it like worked <laughs> out
2: for two years. Yeah. You know, but then she wanted to go work on her film career and she has like a more investigative Journalism type podcast that she wants to work on, which is super like not my style, obviously. Yeah. And Michelle was one of our $30 patrons because at the $30 level, you get to co-host a listener. So which is where listeners send in episodes. So Michelle, why did you sign up to be a patron? <laughs>
3: so yeah, I, uh, I'd been a long time listener, uh, long time listener, first time patron <laughs> and, uh, I, and then through kind of like listening, becoming a patron, talking to Ash a little bit on the Instagram, I was like, Hey, you live in Colorado. Like, so do I, if this isn't weird and stalkery, do you want to meet up? And we just started hanging out and became friends. And when, uh, you know, when Cam and her parted ways, so Cam could pursue her, uh, directorial, uh, things, it was like, here I am. And I've got, uh, years and years of, uh, of. Practice and research on what a podcast should sound like. So maybe I could, uh, could help be on one. And yeah, just kind of slid, slid right in. And here we are. Uh, that's what she said. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a good one. Um, uh, no, yeah. but
2: Michelle signed up too. Wait, from what you told me. Oh, Michelle. yeah. I, I
3: signed up because co hosting a listener, so it was like, At the $30 level, like, that was what you got to do. So I was like, well, obviously I'm going to do that and, like, get to co-host an episode with these guys. and, uh, And
2: she did such a great job just, like, bantering with us that, you know, when Cam and I decided to go do our own things, I was just like, I already knew. I was like, Michelle's a natural, so... That's our love story. Well,
1: guys, people who are guest hosting with me, who knows? Maybe you guys can replace Melissa <laughs> if Melissa <laughs> never wants to come back. So, <laughs> who knows what will come from this listener guest hosting?
3: Melissa's editing this, like, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's Stop like, uh, what? I to edit. This out. Um, what is your podcast about? Like, what are some of your favorite episodes? Things like that?
3: Cults, Murder, and other generally fucked up stuff. Um, Amazing. Which. So for this was actually why I became a listener is because I loved the variety in topics and also I think what drew me to web crawlers is like you know you've got a Morgus mix of four. cults and <laughs> cults and clowns and murder and disappearances and everything in between. <gasps> we have all those yeah. Um, too. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like It really has, I think, a little something for everyone. And we try to present it in kind of that more like lighter, more conversational, more palatable. So that if you do love true crime, but also like don't love the, the super heavy tone, it's, yeah, it, it makes it easier to, you know, to digest. It's, it's the conversations that you have with your friends who are also obsessed with true crime, but just in podcast form.
1: Yeah. It's like after you've watched a documentary and you're talking about the documentary with your friends.
3: Yes. Well, actually, Ash, you want to tell, talk about the Binger Busta uh, segment that we Actually.
2: Loved? Yeah. So, um, when I started that's so fucked up, I really wanted to not just be like pigeonholed to murder. Cause, um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Murder's like so basic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like, I wanted to be able to talk about fucking shark attacks and just like weird ass shit. Just whatever the fuck yes. I want. Anything that makes you go. Jesus Christ, that's so fucked up. We, we try to keep it pretty open and do what we want on the show. So we started a new segment called Binge or Bust where, um, every other week I basically just break down a documentary for Michelle. I tell her kind of exactly how it goes. I
1: love that. (laughs) That is so great.
2: (laughs)
3: Which, uh, Ash, you've got, we've got House of Hammer coming. We're recording that Friday, right? Oh
2: yeah. I saw you guys did House of Hammer.
1: It's a doozy. Yep. It's yeah.
2: A doozy. I'm only on episode yeah. one right now because trying to stay fresh. Yeah. As always, it's, a,
1: it's an interesting one. Um, well, if people want to listen to your podcast, what do they search? TSFU or? Yeah, I think TSFU
3: or That's So Fucked Up. It'll come up on either of those. Okay, good. Yeah. Any Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Awesome. Okay, guys, we'll definitely get into uh, that now. I am so excited for your main episode, guys. Take take the reins. You yes. you are the captain now. Woo! Uh, let <laughs> look, us know. look at me. Yeah, I'm the, the captain now.
2: <laughs>
1: get into it, as we say. Yeah. Let us know what your episode is about. Excellent.
3: Um, so we are going to be talking about Terry Hoffman. Um, and she is a cult leader of the conscious development cult. And, uh, so she's been attributed to at least 10 mysterious deaths. So in thinking about, you know, in the spirit of web crawlers and the do the research and let you come up with your own theories, we thought that a podcast with some mysterious deaths would be the right way to go. And one of those deaths happened in um, ashes in my home state of Colorado. So, oh
1: fuck, a little bit of a home tie. That's crazy. The the guest from yesterday, the murder happened in her hometown too. No way. It's <gasps> yeah. This is a real fun hometown thing.
3: So, Terry Hoffman was born March twenty first, nineteen thirty eight, in Fort Stockton, Texas, uh, into an impoverished family. Father was an alcoholic. He was wear- rarely around. Their family didn't have a lot of money. And so like, of course, because she was poor and her father was an alcoholic, the kids made fun of her in her neighborhood. like kids are so nice cruel. assholes. <laughs> um, so her, she had a momentary excitement because she thought, Oh, I'm going to have a new friend when her mom said, Hey, I'm pregnant. We're going to have a baby sister. And then her sister was born stillborn. So oh, no. Terry had a rough go of it. Mm. Um, But at four years old, she claims she had a vision where three men in robes told her that she could do or be anything that she wanted if she just wanted it badly enough. And that when she was troubled, she should just pray to God and he would listen at four.
2: Uh It was three (laughs) men or 12 men. Sorry. That's it was three three men in robes. Yeah, that sounds like and uh, wasn't there three apostles or something?
1: Uh,
3: for three three wise men. Yeah. That brought...
1: And like father, son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Three is a real spiritual number.
2: There's a big number. It's also the mark of the beast. So, you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Six, six, yeah. six. Yeah. Um, Anyhow.
1: You know,
3: Terry's like, all right, sweet. I'll just like keep thinking about God and uh, everything will be great. And then when she's nine, her mother passes away from tuberculosis, um, effectively leaving her an orphan because her father was like so absent in her life. And her dad's like, "Look, I kind of don't want to raise a kid, so I'm going to take you to an orphanage." Oh,
2: so, like, how do you do that nine. after nine years? It's not like it's nine been years. a couple years, and like they've like lived
3: a whole like almost a whole decade with you, and you're like, "Yeah,
1: you have a whole ass kid." They're yeah. like,
3: <laughs> "You're like,
2: this is kind you're of like, a I lot."
3: Just, you're really harshing my vibe here. So, <laughs> have fun. Um, but while she was at that orphanage, she she like got really close with this nun who I didn't realize Lutherans had nuns, the more you know. And um, the nun taught her about like metaphysics and the Akashic Records, which have you guys heard of the Akashic Records before?
1: I have. I've had my Akashic Records read. I'm not... <gasps> Stop it. By <laughs> who? Oh, wait, tell us more. <laughs> Some I've actually had my Akashic Records read twice, just by like rando psychics uh and like akashic record readers i listen i'm woo woo in that way where i love that stuff i don't think is it real i don't know i do i think that there's a human? there's people on earth who who know all the mysteries of the universe no but Sometimes you get pearls of wisdom from it. I don't know,
3: Ellie. I keep manifestation cards and um <laughs> a set of Leo crystals next to my desk, okay. so like you don't have to be about worry about being too woo woo around here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of and so correct me if I'm wrong, Ellie. It's kind of like the the whole record of like the past and present and future of the universe and yeah. all of the people's roles. And it was just like your past lives and stuff
1: yeah it's like essentially akashic records is they believe that like or the belief is that you the entire story, like your fate is written in a book like your your past lives, like your present life, and all your future choices are already written. and these people believe they can tap into the akashic records and tell you like about your past life, your what your current life is going to be, what your future choices are going to be, uh, I, I don't listen. Oh, my, oh my
2: God. <laughs> it's really okay, interesting um, because Terry actually reminds me a lot of Teal Swan. Mm. Like, as you listen to the Swan story, vibes. yeah, you'll totally get Teal Swan vibes. Um, I just want the
3: hookup for who can read my Akasha records. I will, so. email, you,
1: I will email you who didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I need. This is
3: what I need in my life. Um, but only if they're good. <laughs> um, so I, I like them. <laughs> oh, yes. Excellent. So she also, while she's there, she learns about reincarnation and that really kind of shaped how like her perspective on life and death. Um, again, I find this super weird because reincarnation totally doesn't mesh with like Lutheran Christian beliefs. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of Terry's account of like what happened to her growing up. So we can, I suppose, probably take it with a little grain of salt. But yeah. it makes sense that she would cling on to this because like, one, she's like, "Oh, I've paid my penance. Like, I'm only nine, and my life has been this hard. Like, I'm clearly saving up for something good in a future life." Right. And two, apparently, she was kind of like, "Yeah, all these kids who are bullying me, just they're wait till they, it. yeah, they're gonna get it. They're gonna come back as like a caterpillar or something."
2: Wait, I'm sorry I mean, about who this rogue nun. Is. Oh my god, that is so funny. I was gonna call her the the rogue nun as well. First of, <laughs> of all, I was like, "Whoa," just like <laughs> renegade nun over here. Yeah. What? Uh, Like
1: a plant or something? What's so bizarre?
2: (laughs) She's like, hey, I know we talk about
3: this stuff in church, but like, let me tell you the real what's What's up. What's
2: really going on?
3: Let's read your Akashic records. Don't worry about heaven or hell because it's all about reincarnation. But
2: can I also say that like, as my understanding works, you don't get karma points by having bad things happen to you. You get karma points by doing good things. (laughs) Doing it. Yeah, It's, you know, (laughs) Terry. I don't know if you understand karma. She's just real hopeful. She's not. Well, (laughs) fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, but grow up, you know, (laughs) grow up. Read a book, Terry. (laughs)
3: Uh, So she basically starts believing that she is special and begins to believe that she is Teresa of Avila, who's a nun from the 16th century that was known for being a mystic. And she believes she is the reincarnation. So like. At nine, at nine, the year that I was, like, putting on dance routines of uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time, and, like, pretending I was a Power Ranger, she's like, I'm a reincarnated nun?
1: Yeah, this is... That's that's me. (laughs) Interesting. life. Intense. (laughs) Intense. What year is this again? Like, what... Era it would have. Was?
3: So she's born nineteen thirty eight. So at nine, of nineteen forty seven. Okay, oh. so in okay. the forties. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe they just didn't have like as cool stuff back then. Yeah, the old like stick and hoop game stopped being fun. <laughs> yeah, <So she's> like, <laughs> the ball in a cup. <laughs> she's like, I'm a mystic nun. <laughs> um, so two years later, she's eleven. She gets adopted by a couple from Dallas and is renamed Terry Lee Benson. They move her to Dallas. She's like super stoked on just living a normal, like middle class lifestyle. They give her attention. I guess she like had a little bit of um, some squabbles with her adopted mom because her mom was like, why isn't this girl like assimilating into our family as quickly as I thought she would? Yeah. But, you know, overall, it's I mean, way better than what she had. And uh, until at 14 years old, when she's kind of having some of these struggles and things with her family, and she meets and begins dating 18 year old truck driver John Wilder.
2: At so, 11?
3: Uh, at 14. Okay. Sorry. So she's lived with the family for a couple of years, and at 14 she meets John Wilder, truck driver. All, oh, He's okay. 18.
2: Like that's fine. 11 is yeah. a lot worse, it, but 14 good.
1: is. 11 oh, <laughs> worse, but yeah. 14 there, is there, still really there, bad
2: so really bad mm-hmm.
3: um and guess what her parents didn't approve <gasps> uh, so they uh they did what any teenage couple would do and ran off to oklahoma to get married
2: behind the parents backs
1: oh god where the
2: yeah. where the marriage age is 14 apparently <laughs> yeah. or was it the time Six, so
1: we, probably seven. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> yeah.
3: seven so yeah they're like you mm, just whenever really feel can like you like say it. i you can say i do yeah you're good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Once you're out of diapers, you can get married.
3: Yeah, it, it tracks. Uh, hey, they were doing it in the Bible at like 14. So makes sense. So John and Terry are married in 1953. They have three children, Kathy, who was born in 1954 when Terry was just 16, which like
1: Oh poor girl! Oh my
3: God, um, Kenneth, who was born um four years after that, and then Virginia, who was born five more years after that. So three kids, and just kind of lived a quiet life. But Terry soon kind of got got a little itchy, became a little discontented, you know, because she's a reincarnated nun, so yeah, like yeah, probably the does. the stay at home mom life is maybe not giving her the fulfillment she, she has stuff to was do. dreaming of. She has, yeah, she got some mysticisms. So she finds a group of people in her area that are interested in the spiritual stuff that she loves. They begin meeting regularly, meditating, talking about the meaning of life, you know, just like the normal mommy and me kind of group stuff. <laughs> and uh she starts telling them about her visions. And they were like the first people that she felt comfortable revealing this side of herself to. And this was a really big deal for her. And at first, her husband, John, is like, oh, this is just like a harmless hobby, gets gets her out of the house for a little bit, buys her some books, supports her in pursuing it. Oh. And then he, as she becomes more and more invested in the group and less invested in the family, he's like, okay,
1: like, what's going on?
3: Yeah, this was, this was fine. But like, also, we got three kids and I don't know, I'm a man in the fifties, so like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So listen, guys. Get in the kitchen. Listen, yeah. <laughs> in the what are you fucking
2: doing out <laughs> here?
3: <laughs> yes. Put on your gingham dress yeah. and your petticoat <laughs> and your apron. Go do the things. Um but in the 1960s, she really starts coming into her own leading meditation sessions in her home with a group of local high schoolers and starts teaching them yeah. because apparently <laughs> i mean weird. you know what i think about being in high school like dude we were i was a weird high schooler i get it so she's teaching them everything she'd learned about spiritualism and karma and they were just like they were stoked on all of this they're like this is so cool so we just have to like do good stuff and we like get to get reincarnated and oh god it yeah it turns into like they go from this meditation to like almost this like deep lead hypnotism where she'd say like, oh, we're going to go on a tour of the astral realm and we're going to visit Buddha and the temples. And so she'd be like, you know, but Ali, look at the temple. What color are the bricks? And then you'd be like red. Yeah. And she'd be like, yeah, that's right. They are red. And everyone be like, yeah, they're red. I see oh, them. No. Oh, and she would be like, Ashley, what does the, what did the sky look like? And you're like, there's rain clouds. And she's like, yeah, they are rain clouds. And so it was just this very like, you know, yeah. very, Self like closed ecosystem, yeah, of of like groupthink and hive mind, mm-hmm. and uh, so she starts telling them about how she can see into the Akashic records, and is like, "Hey, guess what? I can tell you if the person you're dating right now is your soulmate." Um, and so Terry just goes willy nilly and starts like, "Yep, you guys are soulmates. Um, you guys need to break up. You guys are soulmates. You guys need to break Where are up." These kids' parents? Where were anyone's parents in the sixties or like ever? Forever.
1: (laughs) Also, like, so how did she find these high schoolers? Like, that's so weird. She wasn't in high school. (laughs) I mean, I know she was young, but she wasn't. (laughs)
3: No, I think she just starts, like, leading these meditation sessions. And, like, the people who followed her into this and, like, who were interested in following her were... Just We're thinking, mostly high school kids
1: handing out flyers at like the sock hop. It's just, it's weird. That's like, good. High kids hop,
3: oh baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have,
1: you,
3: have you ever wondered
1: if yeah. the person
3: you're dating is your soulmate? Do you want to see? mysterious temples of buddha join me on tuesday nights for free appetizer
1: (laughs) yeah
3: appetizers provided bring your own jello mold this whole time john is like watching his wife kind of like mind control a group of high schoolers and he's like Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, as seems to be tradition, Terry kind of quickly moves from like being able to see things to then saying she can do things. Um, her son dislocated his thumb at a picnic, and she claims she healed him through meditation. Realistically, that guy probably just has like a real crooked thumb mm-hmm. now.
1: Yeah. Or she just popped that thing back in. <laughs> and
3: she's like, I, I healed you. Yeah. Um, she told people that she would levitate in her bed at night. Did um, the husband verify this? Probably not. Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to bet I bet he did mm, not. Mm-mm.
1: He was probably sleeping with a mistress at this time. I, <laughs> I doubt he was in that bed at night. No, <laughs> he was he's like, this, this is was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was like this is fucking wild.
3: My wife's crazy. I need help. Um she says that her precognition is developing and so one day she brings one of the followers in and she's like, "Hey, your friend is going to die in a car accident on his way to on his way home unless we meditate right now. And then they meditated, and then the friend made it safely. Oh. And she was like, "See? Oh my god! It's like I'm like, man, I can't wait to like be like, hey, see that person crossing the street? They're not going to make it safely unless I meditate on them right now.
1: Yeah, unless look, give me ten dollars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me ten, I'll save
3: them. Um, and uh, when Jimi Hendrix died, because, mind you, she's like leading group of high schoolers in the 60s, her high school student meditation followers were like, of course, just forlorn. So she's like, don't worry, we're going to meditate and clear his karmic debt. Because they were like, oh my god, he did drugs and alcohol. He has bad debt, he's going to get a bad reincarnation. And she's like, we're, we've got this. We're gonna clear his karmic debt by meditating, oh and she convinced the whole room that they could hear his music playing. So everyone's like, "We hear Jimmy!" And Jesus uh,
1: Christ, this yeah. woman!
3: It's, so she's a, a nutter, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she loved her teen followers, and they loved her. They like wanted her autograph. They brought her gifts, and as soon as they start bringing her gifts, she's like, "Hold on, I can make." I could make money and things off of this thing that I'm yeah. doing. So she realizes though, that like teens are broke and she needs to find some adult followers with money. So she heart- starts holding classes for adults. And this is where she formally names her cult conscious development of body, mind, and soul, which rolls right off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So usually just shortened to conscious development cult and incorporates it into a business and starts asking for love offerings, of a hundred to six hundred dollars in today's money,
1: well, which like girl boss,
3: can you ask for love offerings for
2: doing what? <laughs> just like, just because they just cause for love. Like, hey, thanks for just for love. Just like thanks for. I feel Me. bad asking for five dollars a month for Patreon. I'm like it's it's just like know, one latte, that's you guys. Like please. <laughs> <laughs> well. See, we just gotta start calling them love offerings, and
1: yeah, love offerings. Yeah, we would
2: love um, some love offerings of at least a hundred dollars.
1: Um,
3: so, as her followers are building, one of her new followers, Glenn Cooley, who is twenty at the time, Terry's thirty-three. Glenn's twenty. Um, he takes a particular liking to Terry, and she's like, "Nice." So he's thirteen years Thank her geez. junior. He's in college and was struggling with drug addiction. And he attributes being able to overcome his drug addiction to Terry's teaching and medica- meditation. So he's like, he's like, this is, this woman saved me. Um, her husband, John, obviously not stoked. And so in 1971, Terry said that John's jealousy was impeding her spiritual journey. And she tries to divorce him um, and wants to get custody of their kids. And in response to that, John and Terry's mom have her committed for a psychological evaluation. And um, I'm hoping that this was like in particular because of like her cultiness and not just because she's a woman in the 60s trying to like get out on her own. And uh, so we don't know what the findings were, but she did get released. She got custody of the oldest and John got custody of the youngest, too. So like obviously it wasn't, um, you know, great because I think they tend to favor the mom in these situations, especially back then. So they were like, you can handle like one third of these kids. And uh, by the end of the year, Terry and Glenn were married. She divorces John, gets the kids, and then is just like, quick turnaround. Glenn, we're doing this thing. You're my. Oh,
1: my God. It's kind of like Lori Vallow. Yeah.
2: Um, If Terry loves anything, it is getting married. (laughs) Bitch loves getting married. It's like her fave. She, uh, so they get married and
3: he idolized her as like his spiritual leader and guide, and like she's loving that. Um, and so they are seen as the spiritual power couple. And even though they're asking for these love offerings, she is, she's like, I want more. So they start this company called CD Gems, um, which is, uh, Conscious Development Gems. Um, and so she, it was like homemade expensive jewelry. She and her followers made the jewelry, but then she also told her followers they needed to buy it for their own protection. So it's, it's like the, the MLM of MLMs.
1: Yeah. Oh, she's like working a sweatshop.
3: Yeah. She's like, make your necklace. Okay. Now give me a bunch of money for it to protect you. She's like, I blessed it. So (laughs) it's (laughs) It's worth it. It's for a blessing now. It's worth it. Yeah. And, uh, but some of the people who are starting to get deep in the organization start noticing some inconsistencies. Like she'd tell different followers the same stories of their past lives. So she'd be like, Ashley, you were John the Baptist in your past life. Allie, you were John the Baptist in your past life. Uh-huh. And you guys just both walk away like, hey, this is great. Oh, yeah, John, yeah <laughs> John the Baptist. They start noticing like she's plagiarizing other people's work in her lectures and that she doesn't have any financial differentiation between the group's money and her own money. It's just one big pot of money, um, which is not great. Um and so we we start getting to this place where like, all right, everyone's meditating, everyone's having a good time. But she sees this opportunity where she feels like to unite the group and like really bring them together. and We need this like common enemy to fight. And so that is where we begin the spiritual battles. So if you thought things were like a little wonky, it gets so much wonkier. So she grabs a group of her 40 closest followers, starts referring to them as teachers and spiritual masters and tells them... Hey, it's on you to protect mankind. Um, and she names this inner circle, and this feels problematic: <laughs> the White Brotherhood.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Terry. It's, <hairy. laughs> it's not. That's not. She's like ripping off
2: stuff all over the place. It's like hey, that already exists. It's called it like a KKK. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it exists. And it's yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bear. Um, that's no bueno. Yeah. And she
3: tells them that there is a war going on between the good and evil forces in the world and that it's their responsibility to save humanity from the evil forces, which she calls
2: the Black Lords.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, God. Mm-mm.
2: And they're part of the Black Brotherhood. I'm smelling some Mormonism, too. <laughs> it's, Ooh, yeah, boy. it's like
3: it's, it, it's, it's problematic. It's gross. and also like it's just not inventive. Like, yeah. well, they're the Black Brotherhood. So we're the White Brotherhood. And like, they're the the Black Lords are in the Black Brotherhood. And, and so like, she said... What about the yeah.
2: sisterhood, Terry? Oh, yeah. Aren't you the leader? Yeah. You're the leader yeah. of the fucking yeah. brotherhood? Like, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. God, the patriarchy is so... Ugh. It's just so established. I know.
3: Um, yeah. So she's like, look, these Black Lords are traveling the spiritual realm to fight us. And in order to kill them, you have to take them to the pits of hell where their soul and lower bodies will be dissolved. Okay, Terry. <laughs> yeah. But even worse than the black lords are the black overlords. <sighs> so like one level Uh-oh. up. Um yeah, they can't be dissolved in the pits of hell. You have to take them to electromagnetic dissolving Whoa. caves.
1: Of course you do. Everyone knows. Yeah. That. Every, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But worst of all
3: the garbons. <laughs> Which, like, at least this one sounds different, but I also just feel like maybe she was eating some hummus or something. Yeah, and she's I was, like, God, yeah. I love garbanzo. <laughs> that beans. is
2: exactly what I was just thinking. I was like, I don't know. That sounds like it got, like, a lot less uh, dark all of a sudden. Yeah, just garbons.
3: <laughs> well, they're six feet tall with long beaks, have a gargoyle-like appearance covered with slime. They've even been, a- been known to be able to touch the physical so they can leave slime on the body of their victims. So everyone else is fighting in the spiritual realm, but like you might get slimed by a garbon. <laughs> and uh apparently if after 30 seconds or a minute you feel a tingling sensation in your hand or if your hand is shaking, you should assume that you have a garbon stuck to the hand. Using your imagination, wrap it in barbed wire stab it, and kill it. Mm. Then imagine the dead
1: Garbon spinning straight
3: up and dissolving in the universe.
1: So if your hand falls asleep, it's because a Garbon is holding hands with you? Yep. (laughs) And you gotta, you gotta imagination kill it. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So
3: this sounds a little nuts, um, but like, she's kind of been grooming and like building this group think this whole time. And so she begins, now we go from like, these mental, like, individual fights to these full-on spiritual battles where she would tell them, like, hey, we've got 40 black lords that we need to fight, so everyone's going to meet up, and you have to bring a rod, a cup, a sword, and a cloth bag containing dirt. And apparently, these all represented different archangels that would be with them. Um, But don't worry. These things don't have to be, especially the swords, don't have to be (laughs) full-sized. So you could bring a, a pen, Or a leather opener.
1: Or those teeny
3: tiny plastic cocktail swords.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Like for like
2: weenies. That's how you're you're going to fight the lords.
3: (laughs) And that's how you're fighting them.
2: Makes sense. And uh, so.
3: Yeah. So Terry would be like. All right. So they'd be there with their armed with their things. And Terry would be like. All right. There's a black overlord in the center of the room. Everyone fight him. And there'd be a circle on the ground and she would tell them the moves they had to do. And you just have a room full of like accountants and college professors and learned people waggling their sword paraphernalia to kill these mysterious beings. This is and like LARPing.
1: This is so it's, embarrassing for them. It's so <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is really embarrassing.
3: This is, so embarrassing. <laughs> this is like I'd be really embarrassed <laughs> if I were you, Terry. <laughs> and then at the end, she would tell them how many they had killed, and apparently they were just always behind. It was always just like, oh, they're they're still gaining on us. Um, oh God. And at this point, a few people are like, you know, I was with you. I don't think I can do this this anymore. And so Terry then told everyone that if you defected or didn't follow her wills, then you were going to be uh, a vessel of the Black Lords. So she is just checking off all the cult boxes. Yep. And so this is where our mysterious deaths start happening. So in 1976, Terry decides she's done with Glenn. Um, He'd been saying, I guess, that he was kind of over it and she beat him to the punch Divorce went super smoothly. Everyone was like, great, Glenn will still be a part of the group. Like they're still, they're still on good terms. They're just divorced. And all of a sudden, on February 2nd of 1977, Terry calls two of her close friends and followers, Don and Alice Hoffman. Terry says she found a note from Glenn leaving all of his money and possessions. Um, and in this note, he, of course, asked that no one contest this um leaving all of his possessions to terry you know that's, yeah that's normal. just in case <laughs> and uh she's like oh my god you guys this is so weird i'm worried glenn may have done something drastic and so they drive to this um his parents cabin and they find him in bed foam coming out of the edges of his mouth with a half-finished beer and some loose pills next to him and it appeared he had committed suicide but at his funeral Terry starts telling all of their followers that this was the work of the Dark Lords and that the followers needed to commit even harder for their own protection and to save humanity. Um, And then a mere five months after Glenn's death, Terry married a different follower, Ben Johnson, and uh, thankfully, she had all of Glenn's money and possessions to help them comfortably start their life together. I didn't even
2: know about Ben. Like, I I mean, I'm up to... By the time we get to me, we're up to dawn. I don't. I don't even know yeah. this Ben character.
3: Ben, you know, we got Ben. Ben isn't a big, strong character in the story, but he's like
1: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
3: um. So as Terry's building her empire, she uh, she gets this new follower, Sandy. So she's like, "Hey, I need someone who is like really financially padded to help back some more of our work." finds Sandy Cleaver and uses black lords and spiritual battles to manipulate Sandy into becoming one of Terry's strongest supporters. So uh, Sandy's wealthy from a trust fund from her parents passing when she was younger. So she's bankrolling conscious development. And Sandy's husband, Chuck, is like, this lady's nuts and she's scamming you out of your money. And Terry's like, or uh and Sandy's like, um, that's some non believer shit, and now I'm going to divorce you because you are impeding my spiritual growth. Duh. Oh my god. So she divorces Chuck, and they had a daughter, Devereaux, who at the time is 13, and Sandy gets awarded custody custody of Devereaux. Oh no. And Devereaux, as any 13 year old with a crazy mom would probably be, is like, I don't like this. This is embarrassing. Uh, you are embarrassing to me. And Terry sees that and is like, no, Devereaux is a vessel for the Black Lords. And that's why she's acting like this. And so Sandy was like suspicious of her own daughter. So sh- Sandy would leave her daughter for extended periods of time with a maid while Sandy was off on retreats and fighting these spiritual battles. Um, but-
2: Now we're definitely getting Valo vibes. Yes, 100%.
1: Yeah. Also, like Nexium vibes, the like, I need to find someone rich to fund my lifestyle. Like she's just cherry-picking. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like like a little of this cult, and a little then. of that. <laughs> yeah.
3: So in the winter of 1978, Sandy and Devereaux's relationship starts improving a little bit because Sandy starts paying more attention to Devereaux. And you know, as any 13-year-old within a strange relationship with her mom probably would be. She's like, "Oh my god, you're finally like coming to my basketball games and stuff. This is cool." Yeah. But it turns out Devereaux is about to turn 14, at which point she would be allowed to determine which of her parents she wanted to live with. Oh.
4: So, it was kind of
3: this ma- manipulative ploy, and mm. around this time, Sandy drafts a brand new will. You'll never guess who she leaves everything to. Um Wait, who? So Sandy leaves no, All of her kidding. possessions <laughs> to Terry. Yeah, you're like, wait, I don't no. know who though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who is it? Yeah, she leaves everything to Terry. Um, she like Glenn. She says it shouldn't be um contested. And a few days later, weirdly enough, she gets Devereaux to draft a will as well, leaving her entire trust fund, which is $125,000, and if you want to just have your heart break for a second, her rock collection and basketball.
1: What? okay that's like crazy that's so sad
3: <laughs> yeah why though like i remember being a did anyone else like i wrote a will when i was a kid and i like left my barbies to like my sister and like here's all my worldly that's possessions really I, was, I was just like, gonna say. <laughs> that's fucking God. morbid dude
2: wow that's a morbid for you. Kid.
3: yeah <laughs> so um Sandy had found a new love in a gentleman named Lynn, who is also part of conscious development. They fell in love, got engaged and decided to take a pre engagement trip or a pre marriage trip to Hawaii. And they invite Devereaux and she's like, Oh my god, yay, you guys never invite me anywhere. I get to come with you. So while Lynn's napping on the beach, uh, Sandy and Devereaux take an inflatable raft onto the lagoon. They're paddling out. And as they're paddling, apparently some wind and surf kicks up. Mm -hmm. A wave knocks the raft over, throws Sandy and Devereaux into the water. Sandy comes out of the water, tries to find Devereaux. She can't. She says she gets thrown into the reef and knocked out. Um, She comes to and is screaming. Lynn hears her from the shore, calls rescuers. And uh, they come out, they rescue Sandy, but they can't find Devereaux. Um, Hours later, her body was discovered. I don't, I was going to say, I smell bullshit. So what's interesting is that when Chuck and Sandy were married before getting divorced, apparently in one of their fights, Sandy had held a knife and said that Devereaux would be better off in heaven. So,
1: Oh, Jesus.
3: So Chuck's super suspicious. Because he's like, look, Terry doesn't like our daughter. Uh, you've, like, said this shit before. Yeah. Um, and so Chuck's pretty convinced that Terry got Sandy to kill Devereaux for her. Um, and, you know, Terry had convinced Sandy that she was possessed by the Black Lords. So, like, it stands to reason that she might have thought she was saving Devereaux. Um, the one silver lining in this very, like, sad, sad story is that Thankfully, in Texas, minors can't have wills, so Deborah's collection did didn't go to basketball. Terry. <laughs> yeah, no basketball in the Rock collection. Yeah. The so, Rock collection stayed with Chuck. With Chuck. <laughs> yeah. So there's the first two of the mysterious Jesus. deaths, and that's where uh, I'll hand it over to Ash.
0: plushcare.com slash are
2: you ready to keep this fucking train rolling i'm on the edge of my seat okay well here we go all right mm-hmm. so how do you feel about bloodletting because that's what we're going to talk about first is that like leeches
1: is that like when you what is bloodletting
2: in this case, in the past, it was leeches, which just like, oh my God, that sounds like the worst fucking thing yeah. in the world. um but for Terry, as things were escalating, she told her follow she told her followers that the Black Lords had poisoned their blood, and at their next meeting, they were informed that they were going to start bloodletting, otherwise they would die, so they were like taking needles and like just
1: uh
2: donating oh, oh
1: blood so gross which i can't do
2: like no mm-mm. yeah i'm scared no too. no i would have been out
3: in, in this exact moment if i yeah. made it this far
2: <laughs> well by mid 1978 she went from over 100 followers to just a few <laughs> dozen so i think maybe <laughs> a few so people like- were like
1: <sighs> you lost me the blood yeah <sighs> <letter. laughs> <laughs> the deaths that are happening yeah
2: it's getting weird So Terry informed her remaining followers that she was constantly warding off the toughest of the Black Lords to protect all of them, which was causing her constant pain that could only be remedied by precious stones. Look, you guys, if your girlfriend starts buying up precious stones like like no other, watch out. Oh my god, that's so funny. (laughs) As as Michelle holds up
1: (laughs) her pile of There's no black lords in your My house. My precious.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious deaths continue. And next is Kenneth, Terry's son. A few months after, oh. just a few months after Devereaux's death, her son Kenneth died after falling from a building on a construction site. It sounds like a freak Weird. accident. But weirdly, his life insurance benefits and savings We're all left to his wife and kids. No, I'm just kidding. Terry. (laughs) So it's Terry.
1: That is crazy.
2: So this makes three people in two years who died suddenly uh, leaving all of what they had or if not very large portions to Terry.
1: I mean, that's like not normal. I would start to get suspicious. I think at this point, I'd be like, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Because I mean, like, no matter what religion or spirituality you are, it's I don't I mean, I, I, I'm not a religious person, but I feel like it's abnormal to leave your entire savings to like your church or your temple, like, or like, even more than that, like an individual like rabbi or um, priest or something like I think that that's you don't do that. Yeah, they weren't
3: leaving it to yeah, the conscious development. They're like Terry Hoffman. Yeah, that just feels
2: oh, this is bad news. <laughs> bad news bears. <laughs> this is bad news. So she says bye-bye to Ben uh in 1980. And she informs her followers of this via newsletter, which I thought was a fun way to make an announcement. (laughs) That is cool. Like, hey, guys, hope you've had a great summer. (laughs) So um, me and Ben are no moss. (laughs) Accepting love donations.
1: I imagine like one of those newsletter templates on like Microsoft Word, like the original, like old school templates. (laughs) Cliffy pops up. He's like,
3: Looks yeah. like you're making a newsletter to inform your followers of your recent divorce. Do you need some help? Would you like to use the cult leader
2: template? Yeah. <laughs> so she marries Don Hoffman. And this is super awesome because um, he's a follower. And he is actually married to Terry's good friend, Alice. But... Terry and Don decide that they want to hook up, so Alice gives them written permission to get married, like ASAP, and leaves the cult. She was threatened. She was yeah. definitely threatened. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's like, "If you stand in our
3: way, the black lords are poisoning your blood, yeah, and uh, you just need die. to get out of here." Yeah,
2: she's like, "You know what? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go. <laughs> just have them. Yeah, you yeah, can have them. You know, but there's, there's a thousand fish fish in the sea." <laughs> This is a little pattern that we see. Don later becomes convinced that he has terminal cancer and commits suicide in 1988. Weirdly, again, he left his money to Terry. Um, people love leaving money to Terry. It's...
1: Oh, Jesus. I don't
2: know if she's like having them write these wills at gunpoint or just like mental gunpoint.
1: Like... Yeah. How do you even start that conversation? Like, hey, honey, like, let's redo your will and leave everything to me. Like, what is that? Or is she like hypnotizing them? Like, I don't think hypnosis works that way, though.
3: So I did. One of the things that I heard was like, all of the people who are signing as witnesses were members of conscious development. So like, I'm one I mean it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that yeah they were either super drugged up or that she was like making them fraudulent or something like yeah. if it's all there's not like actual attorneys and stuff involved.
1: Yeah, that's true. She pro- I mean like she probably wrote the will and then the um what is it called the people who like executor not executor um I think so. That sounds right. Or like those people who like watch who like have to watch you sign something. Oh, notary, notary, the notary, like, maybe she like one of the people in the call was like a notary person. Yeah. Oh, probably. Very, yeah, very possible.
3: Well, and like, okay, so super with like weird fun fact. Um, If your will is really simple, you can actually just like write your own will and sign it and like, it's legally binding. You can't be like, give 12% of this to this yeah. person. But if you're like, hey, give everything to my, you know, my partner or my parents or my sister or whoever, like. That's you don't have to even get it notarized. You don't have to go to an attorney. You can just like write it on some notebook paper and
2: oh my God, that's hide insane. it under your pillow. That's crazy. So. Uh, yeah. Michelle, if you could just go ahead and sign over things. Yeah. everything <laughs> over to me tonight. Everything That'd be over. great. Don't worry. it will be a great hands. patrons. <laughs> <laughs> patrons. <laughs> we're going to have a will-making workshop yeah. on Thursday. Everybody
1: get out a piece of paper
2: <laughs> just for fun. And then we're going to go to do a wilderness camp out. Yeah. <laughs> amazing uh, wow did we just this threaten to murder missing. your and our uh, listeners of course <laughs> not we would never
1: Mm-mm. but just leave everything to yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can um you can make that out too that's a fucked up the podcast or uh, and web crawlers thank you and web crawlers <laughs> we'll split yeah. it yeah 50-50 yeah. split down the middle
1: perfect but keep it simple or else we'll yep. need a <laughs> <Notary>. or else <laughs> we'll me- need a notary mediator
2: yep <laughs> yeah. Um. so This is really sad. Don did not have cancer.
1: Oh, my God.
2: like, was fucking fine. Terry, I mean, this isn't, like, proven anywhere, but I'm guessing all Terry convinced him that he had cancer.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, and she does, we see her do this again later, too. So it's, um, it's a fun little pattern of hers. So now we're up to the fourth suspicious death. Um I think Michelle talked a little bit earlier about Sandy Cleaver and um Sandy and Terry really bonded over the deaths of their children. So Sandy became like stuck to Terry's side at this point. Um she gave Terry her house and started paying rent to Terry to live in it. <laughs>
3: Just as you will. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah.
2: Um she also took out a $300,000 life insurance policy. Um Good. I think Terry was probably throwing a lot of how to do a will workshops.
1: A lot. Yeah. A lot like she was on this workshops.
2: she was like on she borrowed it from Scientology. She was like on the street corner like do you want a free stress test and then she's like, "Oh my god, you have heart disease." just make a will make a will i got you i can see how this
1: totally see how
2: she did it she was also told by terry that she was the or a former high priestess of atlantis and three months later louise sandy's elderly housekeeper who did not want to go on this trip Joined Sandy on a trip to Colorado Springs. What up, Colorado? Um, Even though this next part's a bummer. For a conscious development (laughs) retreat. Uh, Sandy and Louise had driven off of a 450-foot cliff. But shout out to Colorado! Yeah, but uh, Colorado! Yeah, Yeah, but no, it is very sad. There were no skid marks or anything on the road, so it definitely seems like sandy yeah, had try. convinced because oh oh the, and they had taken out a life insurance policy on um the housekeeper mm-hmm. this is fucking bad how is no Real one bad. noticing this like where's it's- the fbi or whoever takes care of this shit
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, this is so many murders around one or deaths around one person. Like, right? Whoever handles death certificates should be like, this is weird. (laughs) This
2: is weird. <laughs> this is starting to feel like this a trend. person should have been fired. A hundred percent.
3: Hey, hey, Stuart, we got another Terry Hoffman here. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, the fourth. Yeah,
1: it's the fourth one. Or I guess yep. it's like a life insurance person. Whoever's giving out the life insurance should be like, why is this woman getting so much life insurance? This feels weird.
2: Ugh. Yeah. Um, and more people, you know, it's give her life insurance money. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote everything left to, to, everything left to Terry. Aren't we bored of this by now? It's just like, oh, okay. Fucking, let's just put the record on repeat. All right. Everybody yeah. leaves everything to Terry. We can just assume that at this point. So Sandy's brother was suspicious. He's like, mm, I don't know who this bitch is. And I don't know why my sister would leave everything everything to her so he contests the will Finally, and terry not wanting like heat on her you know she opts to settle out of court and splits sandy's trust and life insurance with her with her brother
1: what a nice isn't woman. that nice <laughs> it's
2: like yeah, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll share okay, okay. fine these. <laughs>
1: yeah good karma points for
2: terry you know what, if, <laughs> if she believed, I feel like something that I often wonder is like, how much are these people actually buying their own bullshit? And if you really yeah. believe mm-hmm. in karma, like, do you not realize that you're like racking up a lot of the bad kind?
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know what these people are thinking. Like, she must she must not truly believe it or she believed it at first and then realized like, oh, I can make a lot of money and just like this life will be great. Who knows what the next one will be? You know,
2: <sighs> YOLO yeah. or yeah or not. Is. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of The question
3: I was asking myself this whole time was like, yeah, is she like, is she a cult leader bought into her own mysticism or is she like a manip- manipulative? Like, I don't believe in any of this, but I'm going to make you all so that you follow me
1: if you're listening uh, call in and let us know what you think because i mean it's it's weird like and probably with all cult leaders like do you think they believe
2: or do they believe
1: in the beginning and then just get tied into the ego of it or like what do that's you think? what i
2: think i mean i think some people yeah. definitely go out with malicious intent to begin with but i do think that a lot of people are you know they say that Path to hell is paved with good intentions. Like I do yeah, believe uh-huh. that sometimes people in the beginning are really think they are doing something good for these other people. Usually yeah. because they're narcissists, so they're like, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I totally know, so I can like definitely help you guys. And then the more people are like, wow, you're helping me. They're like, oh, it's probably because I'm reincarnation of Jesus or something. And and then I think yeah. or a it, nun. It just takes off from there
1: yeah also i'm wondering like when she had that initial i'm hearing voices and i'm seeing visions like is that schizophrenia or is that some sort of disorder maybe and that's i mean who knows how that has played out through the i mean i just i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't know
3: one of the things in one of my, um, sources, they were talking about the, this phenomena of like sensed presence, um, visions where like, if you're in a very, like you're experiencing a lot of trauma or like a really hard emotional time, you'll like, it's not uncommon for people to feel kind of a sensed presence of like, Oh, interesting. oh someone's with me, you know, people like, say, oh, oh, like I felt the spirit of the Lord with me. Or like, I felt like my grandma was there with me, like, and so there are some theories that, like, because she had been going through this like really difficult traumatic time, that maybe that vision was like this sensed presence oh, uh,
1: phenomena kind of taking off. So, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna Google that. That's interesting. Sensed yeah. presence.
2: Also, though, she doesn't seem like the most mentally stable woman that I've heard oh, that's of. Fair. So, <laughs> that's
4: might be fair. some stuff going on, <laughs>
2: you know, in the back. In the back, your cocktail swords, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. There's this newspaper article that comes out and it kind of is like, Hey, this bitch isn't cool. So she kind of goes into hiding for a little bit. But after the scandal dies down, she like totally rebrands. And man, a rebrand can just like really help <laughs> a cult leader out. I mean, yes, Bogwan going to t- turning into Osho. Yeah. People still quote Osho like every fucking day. It's like, you know, he was a um, like a, a cult leader who tried <laughs> so to amazing. murder yeah. people and um, sexually abuse them. But like, no, totally. Just like look around you and take a breath in and know that all is well. Osho. <laughs> Ashley Richards. So amazing. That's
1: or what, who, who is it?
2: <laughs> w- Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Wayne
1: Gretzky, Michael Scott. Oh, my God.
2: That's really funny. <laughs> So she is doing counseling meetings and counseling sessions and small meetings from her house. And she even built a conscious development group in Chicago and an acupressure massage business just to like round it all out, (laughs) round it it out. out. Why not? I heard she was thinking about buying a laundromat for a while, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just, you know, (laughs) whatever. You got to diversify. Exactly, Like Wu-Tang said, you better diversify (laughs) your bonds. You you guys are like, what? (laughs) They did (laughs) though, I swear. Not a Wu-Tang head, but I believe you. (laughs) So she also starts selling magic jewelry again, advising on finance and career changes, writing a book on manifesting wealth. I mean, she's. I don't know when she's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's fucking busy. Um, Boss Lady Terry. (laughs) Yeah. The book was actually called How to Kill Your Followers and Steal Their Money. Huge hit. Number one (laughs) times bestseller. Um,
1: I'm really glad she wasn't alive during Instagram. Oh, my God. (laughs) She would have had the most annoying Instagram presence. I bet. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Wait, speaking of annoying Instagram presence, I want to see if you guys can guess what another move of hers was. Um, What, okay, like what does every kind of like washed up singer or pop star or television show person, like what do they come out with when they're no longer relevant? Um, A reality show? come on. But like, they'll have a reality Make, show
1: makeup makeup shoes Ooh, makeup
2: um, you're warm you're warm on makeup um, paris hilton perfume yes
1: perfume, perfume?
2: oh my god <laughs> so she totally has her own line of perfume <laughs> Stop she's it. got everything she, oh my god. She's got her hands in all the pies just in case something doesn't work out. You know. But for somebody who like believed so much in manifesting, it's like, why don't you just believe in like your perfume line or something? Like <laughs> But she wants it all. She wants the world, Terry. Mm-hmm. She's out of control. I'm trying to find it, like to
1: buy it, but I can't. <laughs> Like I need this. I I, I'm so curious about what it would smell like, but I can't find it. It was probably in the 80s. I don't know if you would want
2: anything. It, 40. Oh yeah, I God, have a feeling they're not still uh, <sighs> not still in production. <laughs> cool. You know what though? Oh. Like if anybody could find that on eBay, you should do it and send it to Allie yeah. and
1: yeah, or send it to you like, guys. I'm like, one of
2: us, and we could do like a sisterhood of the traveling.
1: Yeah, perfume.
2: perfume type of thing. It smells <laughs>
1: different on everyone
3: based on based on your Akashic records. It, it, yeah, smells it smells good different.
2: for everybody though. No matter what your body type is. Oh my God. Uh, so uh the deaths continue. <laughs> you know, but everyone smells amazing. But everybody amazing. smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um one of Terry's followers, Robin Robin Ottsdot. Rose to second in command role at some point, but it seems like quite a few people rose to like second in command. I feel like she kind of threw that title out willy nilly. Like, oh, hey, yeah, this is my, this is my right hand man, John. Yeah. Here's, here's my other right hand man, like Bill. And then I don't know why I'm being so sexist. Robin. And then Michelle, my right hand lady, Allie, Ashley, you know, um, she's like, had a ton of right hand friends so it's like I don't know that second in command doesn't sound like it means a whole lot in lot, uh yeah. Terry's world yeah it's like the assistant doesn't hold a lot of no <laughs> assistant to the regional manager are you an office fan because me and okay me an and Michelle yes. will like yes. go off
1: all day with these references I do love, love. the office yes love the office
2: uh, assistant to the cult leader. So this is sad, but also like really fun. Um, Terry convinced Robin that her soulmate was an invisible CIA agent named George G, which kind of reminds me of like George Glass.
1: Yeah. What?
2: (laughs)
3: Your
1: soulmate's a
2: a man named George Tropicana.
3: No, I mean, George, George G, George G. G.
2: He's invisible. He's a CIA agent, and they can never meet because of na- like matters of national security. This is this is the craziest thing she's done, in my opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Robin journals about dinners and long conversations and walks on the beach. Everything that her and George did together. Um. Oh. Oh, she was god. incredibly happy with her invisible CIA.
1: Agent. Her invisible CIA agents.
2: Men, you can't <laughs> love them. You, you can't love without them. Am I right, ladies?
3: <laughs>
1: this is insane.
3: Honestly, some of my past relationships would have been way easier if the men had just been invisible CIA agents. Yeah,
1: some of them felt like invisible CIA agents. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Oh god,
2: <laughs> it's so true. they oh. like, she's like, it's not this. It's not that weird. <laughs> Um so in April 1987 her health took a bit of a turn. She probably had like the fucking common cold or something. But yeah. Terry informs her that she had gotten a fatal hepatitis infection from the Black Lords via a banana peel. Okay. So let's just that. Okay. I mean, what's okay. that? Let that sink in. <laughs> like I don't even Not can't even not the on banana that. itself like the that's peel, cool. uh, it's that's the mm-hmm. most that's powerful awesome. part. Everybody knows that, you guys. So uh, later that month, surprise, surprise, really sadly, Robin dies by suicide, leaving a note behind just for Terry, nothing mm. for her son or her family saying that she apologizes 3000 times every day or some shit for like something that she said to Terry the week before that was offensive. Right, Michelle? I don't have the exact yeah. wording in yeah. front of me. But but essentially that. The yeah. suicide note was She's basically like, like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so Terry. sorry. Yeah. Oh god. And nothing to her family. Yeah. Just Jesus that. Christ. So I think she just didn't want to die slowly from the um Hepatitis, Hepatitis. Peel. banana peel, and she felt Hepatitis. so bad for, you know, all of the terrible things she was doing to Terry, like giving her her money and just like yeah, being such her. a bitch, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, and like Dawn, again, seeing a pattern, she wasn't actually sick, and she left all her money to Terry. Terry must have so oh much money by now.
1: Yeah, Terry's probably loaded.
2: This becomes such a lather and repeat too. Of like,
1: <laughs> it's just bananas.
3: There you go. It's like how many people? Is, oh, oh man! I was like,
2: god. I didn't even know I did the that. Story is bananas. <sighs> yeah. Next. So, um, next we have Mary Levinson. She was a member of the smaller Chicago chapter. And she attended retreats, spent one-on-one time with Terry. She was, like, super consumed with the cult immediately. She also believed in reincarnation and was desperate to take the next step in her spiritual journey. She wrote that she didn't feel like doing the soul work that, like, she needed to do in this lifetime. So, on November 30th, 1987, Mary took an overdose of pills and died by suicide only a few days after receiving a $125 divorce settlement.
1: $125,000. Uh, $125. <laughs> $125. <laughs> I mean, that's so fishy. It's that's this is crazy.
2: They also found like a small needle mark on her somewhere. So, I call bullshit. I feel like she I call bullshit too. like poisoned them with um, she pair. I I feel like so one of her minions poisoned Mary with some sort of like indetectable.
1: Yeah. Also just weird that all these people are like dying of suicide the allegedly the same way of like pill. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. This is
2: fairy teal swan. Pretty
1: consistent. She's like the OG
2: teal swan way less hot though
1: yeah i googled i googled uh terry hoffman teal swan to see if like teal swan ever like referenced her but i couldn't find anything because i was like i I wouldn't put it past teal swan to like quote her or something but no
2: you know i bet she wouldn't give terry credit but she definitely stole some of terry shit oh for sure because i don't know if you know i mean i'm sure you do but Teal has access to all the Akashic records. Oh, well, yeah. Teal's God, essentially. Uh, Yeah, so, like,
3: (laughs) don't worry about that. Fun sidebar, (laughs) one of my friends was actually, like, teal's right hand person for a while and dated teal's ex like teal set her up with her ex
1: excuse you do you have any inside um scoops? it's okay
3: it was my friend's friend so she showed me the girl's like instagram and how she's like crying about the documentary about teal and saying everything's so unfair and so she has some stories uh
2: <gasps> i can the new documentary yeah that was just that was just out yeah so and um, wait the, the 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 little european girl she's crying and saying it's unfair I,
3: Why well, I, I didn't watch I didn't watch the Teal Swan documentary. You know this. Oh but,
2: God, um, we have to binge
3: or bust it. But yeah, so my friend, who's idea. actually actually her name is also Allison. Um, she told me that this girl who like went to follow Teal, like one day was trying was like talking to her and trying to convince her that her dad had molested her when she was a kid, and she's like, nope, mm none of
1: that. Yeah, she tells the same yeah. story like to yeah. everyone. Yeah, so
2: everybody got molested as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Teal's book. So oh there's my, my fun uh, like six
3: degrees of separation from Teal Swan, I guess.
1: That's crazy. And your friend still like, or your friend's still friend still like still stands
2: mm-hmm. by Teal.
3: Yep. Very much. Uh Very much still in the Teal Tealosphere.
2: Ah, You need to send me the Instagram link because now I need to see if it's the girl that I'm thinking of from the documentary. I'll, I'll text Allison. And I then I will tell you about the documentary because I'll probably be giving you A bit the low on low it. on your friend's Friend. friends excellent, thing. excellent. yeah yeah.
1: I wonder if it's that blonde girl who was dating that's Blake. what I'm saying it is that? a blonde girl I know that
2: thank you Blake Blake is it is it Blake that you're talking about uh, probably Michelle? okay I'll text
3: I'm so sorry I didn't come prepared with this information oh, I didn't get know get this would come together. up God. Um, I'll
2: figure this out I'll email I'll email the group
3: yeah you got
1: it okay I, this. I'm curious,
2: i curious I think because I'm like really certain that she's referencing Blake and the
1: and that blonde, the, chick. The blonde
2: chick probably that feels like it could be right. I'll ask. I'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Let us know, please. Um, Thank you. you have to, yeah. Yeah. Circle, back. Circle back on this. Take this offline. So let's see who dies next. <laughs> okay. So actually now we're um, we don't um have a death, but we have like a strange disappearance. So Charles Uh-oh. Southern, and this is just a few days after Mary's death and he's another Chicago branch. No- member. He goes missing. His family is like, where the fuck are he? Where the fuck is he? He had been super involved in conscious mind and basically suffered a breakdown. So they found him and they took him to the hospital. And then when he got out, he was like, you know, like, I'm done with that stuff. I'm actually going to India because he had been kind of like on this soul searching worldwide journey forever. And everybody knows if you're going to go find yourself, you have to go to India. I mean, like, yeah, it's course. the first part of Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> yeah. So like step one. <laughs> no. no Mich- oh, it's the it's, second part. It's the second. Part. Yeah. Eat I was daily. like, how I know, dare, I'm so you? Sorry. <laughs> dare you?
3: I'm sorry. To our Lord and Savior, Julia Roberts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. The movie sucked. The book was awesome. What up, Liz Gilbert? Okay. Sorry. I yeah. just had to like huh. Shout out, throw, to Liz it Liz out throw that out there. So um he says he's going to India and he becomes uncommunicative for weeks and they go to his house because they're not able to get a hold of him and he was supposed to have returned from India for like a, um, a couple weeks ago and they find his passport sitting on his desk with no India stamps. Like he no had stamps. never left the country. He also, Uh-oh. like, folded up some black clothes and put, like, a black hat on top of it, which is, like, a Nigerian symbol for death, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Who knew? <laughs> he has never been seen again. There was a Unsolved Mysteries episode that I watched on him. Oh. And uh, he's just, like... He had a mental breakdown. Then he said that he like wasn't going to be involved in the cult anymore and he was going to go find himself somewhere else and that nobody ever saw him again.
1: Oh, sounds like the Black Lords got him. Yeah.
2: Ugh. God damn it. Every fucking time. So now this is okay. So now we're like deviating away from this. Suicide and money pattern because now we have Jill Bounds and this is a really brutal murder in 1988 just four days after Dawn's suicide Jill Bounds was found brutally murdered she was a follower of Terry's and deep into the metaphysical always consulting her tarot cards and astrological charts and just like obviously super into Terry that was for jam and um People got really worried one day when she didn't show up for work. So she had decided to leave the cult. And like so many domestic abuse relationships, you're actually in more danger often when you leave. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Which is such a like misconception that people are like, why don't they just leave? It's like because –
1: Yeah, people don't get it. Yeah.
2: Uh, they might get murdered. That's, That's why. That is, yeah. Yeah. Terry sent cockroaches to Jill's house to like get her home infested. No, nope. which is
1: Mm-mm. don't like that. Like,
2: really creatively fucked up. <laughs> um,
1: that's insane. Cause at some point, Terry had to like hey, first come up with that idea, then like procure the cockroaches <laughs> and then take them over to the house. Like the, the, that's nuts. That's I
2: mean, that's you're crazy. like, that is the craziest thing I've heard all day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah. Now that is bananas. Now that
1: draw, I draw the line yes. at the cockroach. Everything <laughs> else. All right. Cock,
2: nope. Yeah. We are. It but this. Pass. Yeah. Mm-mm. So like I said, she was found brutally murdered after she had left the cult and Ben um, had her house infested with cockroaches. And her mom found a strange drawing outside of her house that was like weirdly culty. It had the letter J, a bunch of grapes, an omega symbol, the last letter in the Greek alphabet, and a penis surrounded by several lightning bolts that were often called the satanic S.
1: Well, I know my next tattoo. <laughs> oh
2: my god! Please. Can we all get matching ones? <laughs> Please put it on your
1: neck. Please make this a neck tattoo. That's insane!
2: I will pay you a thousand dollars to get that tattooed on your neck. Hey, Web well, hey. patrons, <laughs> we're just, we're
3: gonna
1: start a thousand dollar
2: patrons. <laughs> oh god! So David and Glenda Goodman are our next victims. Around 1988, you know, everybody else has fucking died or been killed, so she's she's got to get some, some new people to fund her adventures, oh. so no way.
1: I just, sorry, I just Googled penis surrounded by lightning sa- satanic, and I... I clicked on a link and I. Oh, never click ooh. on it. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry for if you heard me say. Ooh. And if you're watching the video. Wait. It was. I want to see it. No, it, it's It was. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I can still no, listen no, you if you want. No, no, no But no. it was. It
2: I thought was maybe porn. it would be like a funny drawing or something. No, it's, no, it's, <laughs> porn. it's, porn. it's porn. Was it? Was it? Was somebody like dressed like the devil? Like in like red <laughs> horns it's and everything. Warm,
1: like, no, no, listen, the thing no. said is, is penis enlargement satanic. So I was like, that's a weird article. <laughs> like I wonder. And so I clicked it and then it was, it was a man doing stuff to his, um,
2: oh, my, they gotcha. Uh,
3: Ellie, I'm glad that you, yeah, they got I'm me glad again. that you warned us <laughs> because I, this is my day job computer that I use for recording and I don't need, I don't need it. Yeah. You don't
1: need
2: that. No, nonsense. reaching out. Like, yeah, why were you Googling? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Satanic penis. Satanic penis. <laughs> Anyways. It. Oh boy. <laughs> continue. <laughs> so um she meets David and Glenda Goodman who actually aren't David and Glenda Goodman when they meet. They're oh. strangers and she's like, "You know what? You guys are right for each other." let's make this a fish. So she like introduces and marries them. Weirdly, oh they both have a ton of money. Surprise, surprise. I don't hang out with poor people like, you yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. she told both of them that they had been reincarnated, reincarnated 800,000 times. That would That's be you, so just, dis- that would be so discouraging to me. and would be like, Wait, I'm sorry. I've lived 800,000 lives. Lo- like, when when do we stop this? Yeah. This seems like a lot. Like, I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah, also, the planet hasn't even, like, humans haven't even been alive for that yeah. long.
2: Put your you questions been- on the shelf, Allie. Yes. Yeah. That's what they say in Mormonism, and that's when we say when we don't know the answer to things.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes <laughs> Just, sense. I feel like it's the Black <laughs> Lords that are making you question this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's true. Yeah, I have a lot of themes. Uh, we get Yeah, of <laughs> yeah all like I don't know. Get him out of here. Like crazy.
2: <laughs> and they even um apparently used to be Adam and Eve and the Roman god and goddesses Jupiter and Venus. So that's I mean, like them. kind of a big deal. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. Um they had intense drug-induced meditation with Terry to talk to God. Not gonna lie, but I kind of feel like you're more likely to have a, like, I talk to God experience if you take drugs first. Yeah. Legit. As somebody who's, like, done a lot of drugs in my life, but who is sober now.
1: Woohoo! Oh, hey, 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 you too? (laughs) Yeah. High
2: five. Air five for people who can't see.
3: (laughs) Um, I don't do anything worse than
1: smoking weed. Get out of here. Yeah.
2: You can't sit with
1: us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, I've I've had some pretty, pretty godly experiences. So it's like, (laughs) she's like, I I feel like that really shows a lack of faith in your ability because you don't even think that you can convince people that like they're in a purple realm (laughs) where they have a crystal city with like a crystal house.
3: Wait, did you say crystal titty? Because I think this is
2: crystal city. Crystal city. <laughs> Everybody has crystal titties there too. It's a wonderful place. Oh, that's so funny. I'm fine with the crystal titties, but I don't think that's what you meant. It's a crystal city. They got crystal titties. I knew They were like super stoked. They're like, here, you should have some cars and money and stuff like that. Um, but after they had given her almost, or... Over a hundred thousand dollars, and they still weren't at her level of spirituality. They were kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we've given you a lot of money and meditated with you and stuff yeah. a bunch, and we're still feeling like pretty human. So she's like, yeah, well, obviously that's because you're still connected with your family and they're stealing your energy. Ooh, big cult energy. classic cult move yeah. 101.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to stop talking to everyone you're close with and only talk to me. That's how you reach the next level.
2: Yeah. So you guys, guess what happens next? Come on. They live long, prosperous
3: lives and uh, end up finding their way. They die of old age, holding hands together. um, And everyone's happy.
2: Super warm. But I'm going to give Allie a guess, too.
1: Um, they leave all their money to Terry and then disappear or die in a suicide.
2: Yeah. Like a murder, suicide, Romeo, Juliet (laughs) type of thing. Except for like, I don't know if the crime scene made like a whole lot of sense. There were like two guns and there was like a notebook at the, at the edge of, at the end of their feet that was like a, like a written will. It was like, we leave everything it's to all Terry. You need. It's all yeah, you need. like Michelle said, that's Christ. all you need. Um, so I don't know, guys. I'm feeling a little suspicious if all of these are yeah, really suicides. Know like this, Terry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, to wrap it up, formal investigations and in civil suits finally start to pop up against Terry. Finally, people are like, you know what? Things feel shady around this lady. She's a shady lady that Terry (laughs) with her seedy gems (laughs) and there was no concrete evidence that she was the cause of any of these deaths, unfortunately, Um, but she did go broke and filed for bankruptcy in 1991, but she didn't report all of her assets because she's an asshole. So she got charged with bankruptcy. So she got charged with bankruptcy fraud. She spent a year in prison. I don't think... I personally can't say that I think justice was served.
1: (laughs) No, 100% no. (laughs)
2: Um, Especially because she got out and changed her name to Terry Keenly. Weirdly kept the first name. I feel like I would have just done a total rebrand. A total rebrand, yeah. yeah. And then she married um, another dude. So I guess we're on to... I heard that um, five. F- five is the lucky number. Huh? Lucky number five. Oh, yeah, God. Right? And in 2005, she started selling pictures online of like, she called them angel photographs. They were like fucking stupid. Just think of like any website in 2005
1: and just yeah. Geocities,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like, oh, it's can't be seen by the naked eye. Oh. Um, and then she died at seventy-seven in two thousand fifteen. I think Thank she God. died on Halloween. Did she?
1: I think that. I hate sounds... when I'm not as,
2: as prepared as somebody wait, else. Terry Hoffman today. <laughs>
1: no, only just. I only because I just googled her. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, uh, yeah, she died
3: October yeah. thirty first. Oh, spooky.
1: Fitting. <gasps> Very fitting. Yeah. Very spooky. Um,
2: Very fitting for an evil bitch. Yeah. Also,
1: that's kind of like the only interesting thing about her dying on Halloween. I mean, everything's interesting, but that's like the only like actual like spooky. She's just so
2: basic textbook cult leader. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Such a scammer. Wow, this was crazy. I've never heard of her before, but I love a female right. cult leader. Someone called in once and was like, there's no female cult leaders. And we are like, no, that's not true. There's like a ton of female cult leaders. Um, we're like,
2: we got you. We just
1: don't hear about them. Yeah, I don't think we hear about them as much. So we love a female cult leader. Um, guys, remind us again, uh, like your social media, your where you can find your podcast, all that kind of stuff.
2: Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> Um, so you can find everything on our website, tsfu, thepodcast.com. We have bingo that you can play along with our episodes. Um, oh, murder fun. bingo, Colt bingo, bing, bingo, fucked up bingo. Um, we also have a page there where you can go and check out That's So Fucked Up Presents. We just did our Colorado Carnage season and now we have New York Noir coming out. Um, and yeah, you can find our merch, our merch store, everything, all right there. Yeah, it's it's kind of a yeah. one stop shop. tsfu the podcast mm-hmm. and at
3: tsu the, tsfu the podcast on Instagram. Um, and we also have a Discord. Would you guys have a Discord, right? I need to join yes, your Discord. Yeah, we love our Discord.
1: What? Yeah, guys, join their Discord. Yeah. Let's all be Send, in Let's be in let's, all the
2: Discords. Let's all join forces. Yeah. I love yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Discord is so fun. We love our Discord community. They're like... And they like meet up with each other. It's so That's cute. It's a I love that. Yeah, it's really
2: What um, cool. Do you have I've, a name for your fans? I've been up with my listeners. Yeah. Because I'm, really, yeah. I'm still really small time like that. You know? Yeah. I'm like... Michelle's like, do you want to be my friend? Is that weird? I'm like, I actually don't have any friends. So it's not I'm like, weird. I and promise I won't single
1: white female you.
2: I'll take uh, you up on it.
1: I would. I just don't think we have Los Angeles listeners, to be Did honest. You get out of
2: here. You're about to get so, so many right DMs. It's like, like, bitch, you better have a meetup soon. You just like, <laughs> I know you just called yourself out. Oh, wait,
3: and At we'll the, come um, though.
2: That would be fun. Oh, that would be right? fun. I'd yeah.
3: like to come hang out. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: Allie, do we get to do the, um, the sign off where we change our middle name to a thing that?
1: Oh, my God. <sighs> yes, I would love that. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for listening. I am Allie CD Gems Siegel. Mm-hmm. And I'm
3: Michelle uh, Cocktail Sword for a Real Sword Mosier. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, this is fun. Okay. Um, I'm Ashley Insurance Scam Richards. Love it.
1: (laughs) So good. All right, guys. Bye. Um, Bye.
0: without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone.